0: Welcome to C Speaks, that's me, where C, I, finally speak out on what God has placed on my heart. Here, a safe space is created where we discuss living for God and its highs and lows, mental health, holistic health encompassing hormonal health and gut issues, lifestyle changes as we grow into adulthood, and we get real about love life. We talk about the things the Christian community tends to shy away from, such as sex and celibacy, lust, lustful actions and thoughts, singleness and how sometimes living for God is extremely hard, and most importantly, purposeful living. This podcast has four different series, Living for God, Navigating Life, Holistic Health, and Understanding the Holy Spirit. Today we're getting honest about what it looks like to quite literally flee sexual temptation. Girl get up. Girl get up. Why is it called girl get up? Because I want us to understand that it requires more. It requires more than prayer. It requires more than reading. It requires more to really overcome that lust monster. The Bible does not tell us to flee sexual temptation for no reason. It doesn't use it in a verb to describe what to do when it comes to sexual temptation for no reason, because that is what it takes. We need to understand the works of the enemy, because when we do, we're able to recognize when a thought in our head is the enemy trying to get us off track. Understanding our opponent. It's very important because what do football players do when they're about to go play a big game? They study their opponent. We have to know who we're up against so that when that time comes, when temptation comes, we know what we're dealing with. We know the tactics because guess what? The only creator in this world is God. Satan is the perverter. Satan can't create anything new, he can only pervert what's already created. So, how does Satan go about perverting? He does these three things one, he causes doubt. Two, he accuses. Three, he causes shame and confusion. I guess that's four. First, we're going to talk about how Satan causes doubt. Genesis 3, we're going all the way back to Genesis, y'all. Genesis 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it lest you die. But the serpent says to the woman, you will surely not die. Look at what happened here. The the devil said in the beginning." He said, did God really say that? And that is how he gets you. That's one of the ways he gets, he tries to get us is by making us doubt what God said. You sitting in your bed, you're feeling kind of frisky or whatever. And in your head, you're thinking, you think about that one verse that says, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but the Lord is faithful and he will provide a way of escape that no temptation is too hard to bear. You'll be able to endure it. That was me just summing it up, but that's what the verse says. So you sitting in your bed, you're thinking about that verse or whatever, yada yada, and you also still feeling kind of frisky. And the devil, here come the devil putting a thought in your head like yeah he might have said that but is it really true though like can you really like endure it like is there really an escape though like I don't think there really is an escape that's one of the ways the devil can get you is by making you doubt what God says the Bible says that we have power over temptation that the Lord has given us a way of escape so that we may endure it period there is no doubting there is no oh but but like this feeling is so strong no god said what he said and the devil one of the devil's ways to try to get us off track is to make us doubt what god said and so the next time that doubt comes into your head like oh maybe this verse doesn't really apply to me remind yourself that this is one of the tactics of the enemy the doubter next thing we need to know about the adversary is that satan in hebrew means accuser so what's he gonna do he got accused that's the second tactic he does to get try to get us to try to get he always gonna make you think that accuse you he always gonna try to accuse you something oh you ain't nothing you ain't strong enough you ain't powerful enough your mind is too clouded for you to be focused on god oh you're not really a child of god because you be doing this and you be doing that he'll literally tempt you to do that thing and then accuse you of being a hypocrite of being not who got says you are. And how do we combat that? How do we combat the accusations with God's word? What does the Bible say? It says to think on these things. Whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything of excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. These are the things that God wants us to think about. Not the things that the devil was trying to get us to think about because the devil's main tactic, the devil's main purpose, is to kill, steal, and destroy. So he can do anything he needs to do to kill, steal, and destroy you. So the way that we fight back is with the word of God. The next thing about the enemy we need to keep in mind is that another tactic he tries to use against us is shame and confusion. The Bible tells us that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So that shame you feel after messing up, that's not from God. That's straight from the devil. The devil wants you to be shamed and to run away from God after you mess up. But God wants us to run to him. He wants us to run to him before we even mess up. Because when we run to him, when we sit close to him, we don't mess up. Because the Lord supplies us his strength. That's what that verse means by he will give us a way out. The way out is sticking close to him. And back to the title of this podcast, Girl Get Up. The Bible tells us submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you james 4 7 it also tells us flee also useful lust but pursue righteousness faith love peace with those who call on the lord out of a pure heart why does the bible continuously say flee 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 like why is it using that word the bible is using this word because this means to quite literally run away from run away from temptation And the reason that this episode is called Girl Get Up is because, like I said, it takes more than prayer. It takes more than reading. It requires you to get up out your space and move. If you're thinking about self-pleasuring, if you're thinking about hitting up that Dude, if you're thinking about doing anything that you're not supposed to be doing, that you know once you do it, you're going to be crying and going back to God, pick yourself up and move out that space. I always give you guys practical ways to live for God, practical ways to navigate life with God, and this is that. And the Bible tells us to flee. Sometimes it takes removing yourself from the environment where the thought was produced to then start thinking a new thought. And also, utilize the spirit that's within you. Look, this was not easy, okay? It's not easy. And sometimes it be feeling like, I don't want to do all that. Like, what it takes to really flee sexual temptation, sometimes we feeling like we don't want to do all that. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. But the reward of picking up your cross, pick up your cross and walk, hey, pick up your cross and walk. <laughs> The reward of doing that is far greater than we can ever imagine, okay? God honors a sacrifice and he sees us. He sees us, but we don't do this because we know God gonna honor it. We do it because we know that it does not please God when we indulge in sexual temptation. And the Bible also tells us that this is the one sin that we do that we are sinning against ourself is sexual temptation. And I always questioned why does the Bible say that? Why does the Bible say this is the one sin that you commit against your own like against yourself? And I believe it's because when you do this sin, it is harder to get away from it. One it's like it's like it's like giving a child a candy and then saying you can never have it ever again until a certain point in time it makes it harder the more you indulge in it the harder it is to get away from it and that's why i believe the bible tells us like this is the one sin that you are sinning against yourself your own self basically you're playing yourself you're playing yourself you know this is something that i'm not perfect with either but God to put it on my heart to talk about it because this needs to be said and it needs to be realized that we do have the power over this thing, the Holy Spirit. I'll tell y'all something that one thing that really helped me was speaking in tongues. And a lot of people think that speaking in tongues is not real, but it is. <laughs> And it's biblical and it edifies you. A lot of people, they go about speaking in tongues incorrectly. The Bible tells us that you should not be speaking in tongues publicly if you do not have an interpreter, which makes sense because God is not a God of confusion. So why would he go and tell you to speak in tongues on a stage without an interpreter? No one's getting edified from that. If if no one is getting edified from it, you shouldn't be doing it. Okay, speaking in tongues is to edify yourself. It's to edify your spirit, man. And when I was going through a really rough patch of just being sexually tempted every single day, I was feeling really down, really defeated. And I went to my friend and I said, look, and they were like, how you doing? I said, not good, (laughs) not good, the devil attacking me. The first thing he said was, don't say that. Because when we say the devil's attacking us, we are making it seem like he got some kind of leeway, he got some kind of power, which he does not. The devil's already been defeated. So remove that vocabulary out of your mouth. If you've been saying, oh, I'm getting attacked, oh, I'm going through special warfare, no, you're not. We already won, (laughs) we already won, okay? When Jesus died on the cross for us, he died and rose again so that we could have his spirit. And when you receive salvation, Meaning what you confess with your mouth, believe in the Lord Jesus, that he was raised from the dead, have faith in your word, then you will be saved. Then you receive this Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is what gives you the power against the works of the enemy. And so we have to ask ourselves when we're giving into this temptation, do I actually believe that Jesus died on the cross for me, conquered death? rose again and gave me his spirit that his spirit lives in me that i have this power over this thing we got to ask ourselves that we got to be honest with ourselves and if that answer is no then it's time to go into prayer and ask god to help you come into that full realization so that you can start to walk in that power walk in that authority that's what i was saying i talked to my friend and He was saying, "Look, you need to speak in tongues," and he was just telling me, "You know, the African church—he's African. The African church—they on something else. They on something else. Like, you know, they be they be spiritual. Like, (laughs) one thing about the African church—they know their authority in Christ, okay? And we need to—that's one of the things we need to get more like in the African church—is we need to start knowing who and whose we are." My friend, he said, "You need to start speaking in tongues, like when you." see or feel these attacks from the enemy start speaking in tongues because sometimes what we need to pray about we don't even know but the spirit knows and that's why the bible instructs us to pray in tongues i'm gonna go into tongues more in another episode i've felt in my spirit like god really wants me to speak on this and like go deeper into it so that we can really understand what it is and what the bible says about it but for now we're just gonna leave it at realize that the holy spirit lives in you and that you have the power over this thing this temptation you have the power over it that no accusation that no doubt that no shame is gonna come over your mind and make you think otherwise because we know what the bible says and if you don't know what the bible says i'm gonna read it again before we close this thing out first corinthians 10 13 no temptation has overtaken you no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear. Memorize your scripture, keep that scripture in your head, and get up. I love y'all. <laughs> if you enjoyed the episode don't be shy give it a rating it helps me out share it with a friend connect with me talk to me give me your thoughts I have my details in the podcast episode description I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode I hope you have a good rest of your day evening night whenever you're listening to this and I will talk to you next time